Welcome to the Morphers for Menopause show. I'm your host, Andrea Donsky, and I'm a nutritionist for more than 16 years, and I'm in menopause myself. I'm a menopause educator and avid menopause researcher. The purpose of this show is to help empower you as you enter into perimenopause and menopause so you can take charge of your health and your symptoms. Today, I'm interviewing Dr. Isaac Elias. He's been a pioneer in the field of integrative medicine since the early 1980s. With a focus on cancer, immune health, detoxification, and mind-body medicine, he's a respected formulator, doctor, clinician, researcher, author, and educator. And he's a lifelong student and practitioner of Buddhist meditation. Now let's welcome Dr. Elias to the show. Welcome Dr. Elias to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Andrea. I'm excited to talk to you because I've heard of citrus pectin and I know that you've been um, speaking about it a lot recently, but I know it's not new for you. I know that you have been doing research for over 30 years and I want to kind of go back to the beginning and I would love you to share what, what what's your passion, what type of research are you doing? And then we're going to go into everything that I want to talk to you about today. Yeah. So I know my, my, my research varies and it's driven by different things. And there are some uh, some themes within it. I started my journey in holistic approaches in healing as a teenager in Korea, actually. Wow. My family lived there. I learned martial arts. And I'm a, I'm a physician. I'm a licensed acupuncturist. So I study different systems vertically. I specialize in cancer and in how to cure diseases and in detoxification. And then I'm uh, highly trained in mind-body medicine. I spent decades, you know, in annual retreats for two, three months on my own. So I bring all of this and, and integrate them. And it's very much reflected in my book, The Survival Paradox, where I'm introducing a new paradigm, which is really the survival paradox that I will introduce in a moment. Within it, when I was 12 years old in Israel, uh, so over 50 years ago, uh, my neighbors were pioneers in the citrus industry. Uh, Dr. Leo and Ruth Cohen, and one day, 1971, Ruth, out of the blue, turned to me and says, Isaac, one day they will find a treatment for cancer from the citrus fruit peel. So when the first research on modified citrus pectin came out with Dr. Avram Raz, which I collaborated with, 1995, I reached out to her, I told her, Ruth, I'm calling you from San Francisco. I remember what you told me 24 years ago. I don't think you do, and I want your help. And that's why I started my journey with modified citrus pectin and galactin-3. I made some of the most important discoveries that by blocking it, you can attenuate inflammation and fibrosis. And modified citrus pectin, pectasol, the specific brand that all the research is on, really is really diversified. So before talking what it does and why and what is galactin-3, I want to touch on the concept of the survival paradox, because this is really what runs our life, our quality of life, and our health. So we are built to survive. We all know it. Every cell in our body, every organ in our body, every tissue in our body. And we do it in two ways, in an automated way with the autonomic nervous system, with the sympathetic system, it takes a fraction of a second. We respond with fight, which equates to inflammation. We are fighting. Or we run away, we hide, we isolate ourselves by creating a microenvironment, which leads to fibrosis. So within it, the research, we then on the biochemical level, there are proteins called alarming proteins. They set the alarm. 
The problem is that nobody turns off the alarm. And the key protein is galactin-3. So when we started the journey, galactin-3 was involved more in cancer metastasis. But then when I've made more discoveries about inflammation and fibrosis, we realized that it actually drives every disease. So right now, for example, I have a very large NIH grant to study the, the effect of pulling out galactin-3 from the plasma through filtration, similar to dialysis, in sepsis. And in acute kidney injury, which, for example, is what people die from in COVID. So when we look at, we look at step back and we say, what do we mean with the paradox? The paradox is that our movement to survive, our survival response, which goes out of control, driving cytokine storm inflammation, actually shortens our life. So regulating, regulating the survival response from a psychological point of view, emotional point of view, lifestyle, diet, and protecting it biochemically with something like pectosol has a profound effect on our health. And, uh, and my research spans to oncology, to kidney disease, to sepsis, and it's much bigger than me. There are close to 10,000 published papers on galactin-3, about 80 papers just on pectosol, most of them from independent research institutes. I'd love you to break down, you know, you mentioned inflammation and fibrosis. Can you break down both of those for those who are newer to, um, you know, learning about their health and taking charge of it, just so that we can understand the definition and then we're going to go from there. Right. So inflammation is the body response to an attack, to the, the survival response that leads inflammation. You know, we know acute inflammation, it gets red, it gets swollen, it gets painful. But the idea is that we mobilize the immune system to attack the problem. And it's like setting the field on fire. You know, you can build, burn the, the bed brush, but you can also burn the house at the same time. So there's a cytokine storm. It affects what we call the extracellular space outside the cell. It will affect the cellular metabolism that will move into a survival response, inflammatory response, mitochondrial dysfunction, and will affect the quality of our life. On the other hand, galactin-3 will stimulate fibrotic cells, cells like myofibroblasts that turn a muscle into a hardened, non-functioning tissue that will turn an organ into a rigid organ like fibrotic heart disease, fibrotic kidney disease, fibrotic liver disease, very common, NASH, for, for example. So, and then through a compound called TGF-beta, uh, transgrowth factor beta, which drives fibrosis. So you have galactin-3, it goes inflammation, it goes to fibrosis, and it meets in back with organ dysfunction. And that's why the beauty and the importance of this discovery beyond introducing a deeper concept that inflammation, because inflammation is not a cause. Inflammation is a response. The survival response is the cause, and there's a deeper, more spiritually oriented, why do we go into survival? But I'm going to leave this aside. It's what I teach in meditation and healing retreats. But when we understand this, we understand, wow, when we are addressing the biochemistry, we are treating things from the root. And that's why if you look at the research with Spectasol, as a nutritional support, it's synergistic with multiple drugs, for example, in cancer with radiation therapy. It has multiple protective effects, immunotherapy in cancer. If galactin-3 is high, you don't respond well. So 
when we use this as a foundational supplement, as a daily supplement, anything else we'll do will simply be more effective. And I've spent many decades, you you know, being focused on my research, on being a clinician, meditating, and now, uh, and now, really, my my third act is to share my heart and share my knowledge with others, because it's making a difference in so many lives. That it's really it what drives me and gives me energy to keep going. You know. Oh, we appreciate what you're doing. So you you mentioned Galactin three many times. So let's define what Galactin three is, and then we're going to go into what the product does and how it helps. Great. So Galactin three is we call it a carbohydrate binding protein. By the way, if you want, I have nice diagrams I can share in one second if you want me to to try to do this. That would be amazing. Yes, I love that. So this is really galactin-3. It's a protein that has what we call an N-terminal amino acid, and it has a place where it binds to different ligands, to different carbohydrates that are attached to proteins, to lipids. So what it, then these, are the, these are the ligands that are delivered at a time of crisis. So it will be inflammatory ligands, growth factor, sticky ligands that stick cells together that cancer will use. So what happened when this gets activated with a crisis, a single galactin-3 turned into a pentamere, and the pentamers attach to each other, either directly with the cell, or create this coating, what we call a lattice formation. And this, Andrea, is the biofilm. This is the arteriosclerotic plaque. This is a microenvironment under which cancer is growing because there is no oxygen and it gets stimulated. This is what creates organ dysfunction. So when we when we use modified, so as you can see, what galactin-3 will really do, any stress, from damaged protein, oxidized fats, that a nutritional factor, right? Chemical xenobiotics, heavy metals, pesticide, uh, cause damage and then stress. Impaired mitochondrial function, impaired detoxification, nutritional deficiencies, and then you get all this damage, all this chronic inflammation, and then things are out of control. So galactin-3 is involved practically with every disease. And so when, when we look at all the effect it has on cardiovascular, on cancer metastasis, on inflammation, well, there is a solution. When you block it, you can, ha- you can support cardiovascular health, you can support renal function. And when you block uh, with modified cytospectin, you can prevent metastasis and tumor growth, and you can really affect inflammation. So this is really, this is really the unique thing about uh, about about galactin-3, and then modified citrus pectin is very specific. It's not a regular pectin. You can eat as much pectin as you want. It will not do any of it. It's modified to a very low molecular weight into a specific structure, including the side neutral sugars that are immune enhancers, rhamnogalacturinan 2s, rhamnos, arabinos, they also bind to heavy metals. So it's a very effective detoxifier of, of heavy metals. And the way it does it is the way I explained. It, it dislodges the ligand, and then it stops the damaging process. And it's such, it has so many effects. It reduces inflammation and fibrosis we talked about, inhibits cardiovascular, liver, lung, kidney, fibrotic conditions. 
It inhibits cancer growth and metastasis. It favorably modulates the immune function and selectively chelates heavy metals and mycotoxins. And then it's because of its nature, because it exposes the problematic tissue and allows the body to respond, it naturally synergizes with other therapies. So that's a little bit about, uh, about what it does, about how galactin-3 works and how MCP works with it. So it seems like to me that it's both preventative and it's something that can help if somebody already has an issue, right? Yeah. So galactin-3 goes up with age. And the lower it is, the better it is. But it doesn't mean that with low galactin-3, you don't need MCP. It's complicated why people have different levels. But for example, centurions have lower levels than people who are 70 or 80 years old. Because, and within the 78 years old, you will see the group of people with low galactin-3, these are going to be the centurions. So because its effect, its response, it activates our survival response. And because as we age, our survival response is not as good. It produces more inflammation, right? When we get a cut, when we are babies, there's no scar. When we get a cut, when we are 70, 80 years old, we get a big scar that takes months to heal. So this kind is not only outside, it's inside of us. And it's stimulated by emotional stress, psychological stress, toxins, specifically pesticides that are kind of overlooked for some reason. And so it's something that should be a part of your daily regimen. It's the first supplement I take because vitamin minerals you can get from food. But this is something that directly will benefit healthy aging and it's interesting when now that it's the word is more out there people who are using it on its own or let's say with glypho detox for removal of pesticides or with honokiol for support of mitochondrial health we are getting this amazing feedback but what's interesting it's people in their late 80s say my god my memory is better my my edema is gone my digestion is working why because we are regulating this ongoing inflammation and unhealthy aging process. So yes, it's kind of nice for me. You know, it's much bigger than me, but it's nice after all these years to really be in such a place. You know, our audience is our audience are women in perimenopause and menopause, and as we age naturally, we have more inflammation. But especially in this demo, demographic, we have a lot more inflammation, and we have a lot of symptoms, and a lot of us have aches and pains. So it's interesting to hear you speak because this can help. So in effect, this helps to reduce inflammation in our body so that we don't have those type of pains. Absolutely. Absolutely. So of course, what uh, joint pains, which are very common, it's a, it's a perimenopause and menopause, there's less nourishment, there's less estrogens. And uh, also it's a very good prebiotic and also memory because neuroinflammation, which is a universal issue, but Alzheimer is an epidemic. The Alzheimer plaque has 10 times more galactin-3 than the normal brain tissue. More than this, galactin-3 will disrupt the blood-brain barrier and allow molecules that are not supposed to penetrate into the brain, including pesticide, including heavy metal, to penetrate into the brain. When we have hypoxia in the brain, for a short time, the brain gets no blood supply which can happen more formally if we have a stroke or a TIA, but happens a lot when we have just disruption in circulation. The inflammatory response is driven 
is a new paper, is driven by galactin-3. And when you give MCP, you prevent the inflammatory response. Inflammatory response in brain means brain dysfunction. What you call fibrosis of the brain created by a cell called microglia that gets activated. So you can see how this, this systemic regulation is affecting so many systems. Are you doing any research with like, you know, Dr. Daniel Amen or Dr. Lisa Moscone? Because I know, you know, it sounds like what you're saying, I'm thinking, gosh, this is incredible. And it would be incredible to have, you know, I know you said there's so much research and I do want to get into all the different papers. You said it's so much bigger than you and there's so much research on it already. But have you combined forces with some of these doctors who are conducting research into the brain? Yeah, you know, it's actually an area we are getting more and more into and both for neuroinflammation and for uh, brain tumors. Mm. We're going to start a big study on on MCP with another compound, Honokiol, but uh, the COVID a little bit interrupted the research activities. We are regaining them now, but I'm getting more and more involved with the neuroinflammation and, 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 and Alzheimer's because we are getting the feedback from people. So definitely it's part of our activities right now. A lot of our work right now is on mitigation, new work, you know, in addition to the ongoing research. So there's a lot of research that is in the clinical trial phase, uh, a lot in oncology, now moving on kidney disease and sepsis, etc. We published some really important papers. But now we're putting a lot of work into the, I'm putting a lot of work into bringing up the awareness and finding a solution for ongoing removal of pesticides. And it's ongoing because all of us are getting pesticides on an ongoing basis. Unless you really, really live in an isolated place and there are no airplanes flying above your house and you have yeah. a perfect well and you have great filters and it's like- Or you're one, living in a bubble. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's one <laughs> in a thousand. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. my research, my work before I started Morphus was at a company, I still have that company, it's called Naturally Savvy. And we focus big time on pesticides in our environment and what's affecting us, especially what's affecting us in our food. So I love that you're bringing that up because it's such an important thing. And I talk about it now as we go into menopause too, that we have to be aware. It's not just about what we're putting in our body. It's what's surrounding us, what's on our environment. So and what we're putting on our body. So it's uh, it's all involved. So I'm happy that you're mentioning it because it is really important. Yeah. And you know, in many levels, uh, it's really, a, if we look at a, from all of it, you know, so there are the categories of heavy metals that we can't escape. Yeah. There's a category of, of industrial toxins. So you can live, for example, I live in the North Bay, but in the South Bay, Silicon Valley is one of the most expensive areas in the world. You can live in a beautiful house, but if the planes going down to San Francisco International Airport are flying above you, even a mile high in the air, they are spraying you with MTBE byproducts and you sit in the urine of people. And then, you know, and then you get mycotoxins from that are so easy to get if there are dampy areas. And, but with all of this, you got the pesticides activating the system and glyphosate is the leading one. It's really, it's kind of criminal that we were trained to accept that there is acceptable levels of poison we can take every day, right? And it makes, it's ridiculous. It's interesting because pesticides affects every aspect of our, of our environment, the water, the plants, and as a result, meat and the soil. But nature is wise. So nature has solutions, always has solutions. Yeah. 
So I my my solution takes compounds from the soil, full uh, fulvic acid from shilaji, you know, forty million dollars in the rock until it comes down, richer with minerals, kelp as a living organism that has minerals. Uh, that can exchange with negatively charged ions like bromide, fluoride, chloride, but can also pull a lot of other toxins and alginate specifically for heavy metals and cleaning toxins and regular pectin because we need to bind in the gut because we are eating. Pectus will work systemically. And then glycine that helps glutathione and glyphosate is very similar to glycine. Glycine is the smallest amino acid Glyphosate exchanges with it in the brain, and instead of becoming glycine a neuroprotector, it becomes a neuroexcitatory damaging. It also damages the gut lining. And that's really why you get more autoimmunity, you get more inflammation, you get more chronic kidney disease, which is an epidemic, and you get more thyroid cancer. So we are we are we are seeing really impressive reduction in glyphosate. And I think this piece of addressing uh, with this product called Glyphoditox. So I think that this piece of uh, addressing pesticide, very important for women, because guess what? Many pesticides are fat soluble. And where is a great place to store them? In the breast tissue. You know, Israel has been DDT since the mid 60s. You still find high levels of DDT in breast tissue of women now almost 60 years after it has been banned. Because when you use pesticide, let's look at glyphosate. It is water soluble, can stay in the ground. It's one pound per person per year in the United States. One pound, okay, just to get a sense. And if you live in the Midwest, it's 10 times more. So of course it accumulates and it's not in an isolated environment. Like we mentioned, it comes with stress, with lack of sleep, with hormonal changes, you know? And uh, so in the sense, when you come to this menopause where the whole hormonal environment of the body changes, if the body detoxification system is not doing well, where the balance between estrogen and progesterone start changing, you're going to get some nasty hormonal byproducts. And compared to getting healthier byproducts, if your liver system is working back, so some of it you can say is genetics. There's an auto talk about SNPs, but that's just a genetic. We have a choice if we're going to go this way. That's the epigenetics. That's really more important than just diving into one compound. And in this sense, we got to clean our inner environment. And on all levels, you know, we talked about galactin-3. We talked about, phase, we can mention phase one, two of the liver, but we can also got to protect ourselves from things that, are not under our control, which are pesticides and toxins. So it creates a much more effective package for women's health, a dramatically more effective package. You mentioned uh, heavy metal detox. And when I was doing some reading on, on it, and it was saying that it helps with lead, I believe like there were certain types of heavy metals that it helps with more so than others. But does it help with all types of heavy metals? Yes, because it's negatively charged and it has a unique structure of these side chains, it binds to positively charged heavy metals. So we published on mercury, we published on lead, we showed cadmium arsenic, but we also published recently a paper on, on uranium. People are like living in the desert when they used to have uh, experiments, you know? So all positively charged heavy metals, definitely. The beauty of pectasol, 
of modified retrospectin as a as a removal of heavy metals. So obviously, it's a great binder that you cannot put it in the category of binders. Why? Because binders, when they bind, when they open tissues that are problematic, you produce inflammation. That's why people get aggravated with binders. It does not happen with spectrosol because we are regulating the inflammatory inappropriate response. That's a fundamental difference. And you can use it with other binders. You can use it with, with chelation agents. It's fine. But, but it's a very gentle chelating agent that in the same time regulates the abnormal response. And that's why, for example, many big centers use this universally for all their Lyme patients because you don't get an, 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 an Huxheimer response. You don't get this healing crisis, which right. is really an inappropriate uh, inflammatory response that we, we package with a good excuse, you know? Right, that it's yeah, But it's, it's an excuse. Feel worse before you get better. Yeah, yeah, right. But you don't have to. Not always, you know, definitely not in this sense. So, yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, it's a remarkable uh, compound, but it really, from my perspective, it represents a bigger philosophy for me. You know, so I touch it with <clears throat> talking about meditation right. and not being sticky and fighting, but coming from our heart, not from our head. And yet I talk about it from a biochemical, I talk about it from an aphoresis, but the message is similar. You know, we got to transform to shift <clears throat> from a reactive a reactive functioning, which is what survival is, to a responsive where we understand where things are, and we respond with our heart. Our heart doesn't care if it gets dirty blood from where. It takes everything the body doesn't want, the heart takes. It's phenomenal. It connects with the universe, with breathing, and then it gives clean blood without discrimination. That's responsiveness. And that's where really we transform our health. And that's the key. And that's where infinite healing is, the biochemical response is reflected with galactin-3, so MCP, pectosol, is such a key role in it, you know. Hmm. When it comes to blood sugar, so we talked about so many different things that it's good for. How does it affect blood sugar? Can it, can it help reduce blood sugar? Because it's such a big issue for women in perimenopause and menopause as well. Insulin resistance, you know, increased insulin, increased blood sugar. How does it affect us in that respect? Great question. So in fact, the galactin-3 is an approved blood test, very simple, inexpensive. And the company who developed it, it went out of business. It didn't, didn't run well. Well, the assay, the, the test, we're going to get an FDA approval for checking galactin-3 as a prognostic marker for early indication for diabetes. And why? When we get an injury, and we get an inflammatory response, we turn the macrophage, the immune cells that do the cleanup into inflammatory macrophage. And then they secrete more galactin-3. This blocks the insulin receptors. When it blocks the insulin receptors, also it, it downgrades a cancer-protecting gene called P53, but then it will block a compound in the cell called adenosine monophosphate kinase, AMPK, which produces, allows the mitochondria to produce energy properly from, from, a, from glucose. And we go into an hypoxia, glycolysis, inefficient, survival-driven energy production, 
100 times faster, highly inefficient. And this is really what drives diabetes and, and the damage from diabetes because the insulin receptors are not working anymore. So you don't get proper nourishment for the cell. It goes into crisis. So absolutely. And more important, blocking galactin-3 will protect from the damaging effect of diabetes. For example, kidney damage. So kidney damage, you know, we kind of say it and we don't realize. Andrew, I didn't realize until I got into it. You know, I was mainly in the cancer realm, but six, seven years ago, you know, when you make some discoveries in the field, you got to actually learn it. And 17% of the U.S. population has some level of chronic kidney disease above certain age, almost 50%. So if you look at this, the driving force is hypertension and diabetes, both affected by galactin-3. So when you block galactin-3, you so people with chronic kidney disease, the higher the galactin-3, the quicker they will go into dialysis or die. Even on dialysis, the people with higher galactin-3 will die faster. So when you block galactin-3, you will attenuate the kidney damage. And there is that an area I'm going to go into research more formally. We know it in the clinic with apheresis and MCP, I'm able to reverse chronic kidney disease, but that's on a one-on-one basis. But I think that after tackling sepsis and acute kidney injury, which is what I'm focusing now in my research, I really think that chronic kidney disease is a treatable condition and nutrition plays a key role in it, a key role. So yes, so definitely, it's not only about the diabetes, it's about the damage of metabolic syndrome, the damage to the circulation, the damage to the neurohormonal system, to the immune system. Definitely, it plays a big role, it's well established. You were talking about before that, you know, it's implicated, high levels of galactin-3 are implicated in so many different um, issues. And recently I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and it was, this was this year. And what I noticed is that I had a high level of glucose afterwards. And I'm an avid researcher, Dr. Elias. Like I literally, like I wear a CGM. I'm constantly, yeah, I always say I'm like an N of one. I'm constantly researching whether it's, you know, anecdotally and reading the research books and just always asking around and speaking to experts like yourself. And hearing you speak, I'm like, What's so interesting is that you're like, oh, there's a blood test for galactin-3. I'm like, wow, I would love to get that blood test to see what my levels of galactin-3 are because I'm guessing that it's also implicated in autoimmune issues, right? Okay, so it's especially autoimmune. So here is the thing. You don't decide if you take MCP based on galactin-3 because it's something called the MMP9, myelo, MMP9 myeloproteinases. There are certain people who will have pentameos and certain people will have monomeres. But when there are five galactin-3, it still counts only as one because the detection is in the middle. Right. So that's why some people will have low numbers, they still have an issue. When right. you have more monomeres, they can penetrate into areas and cause more damage. But if you are healthy and you actually have a high level of galactin-3, you need to take a full dose of 15 grams, even if you are healthy. So that's on one level. In autoimmunity, universally galactin-3 is elevated, universally. Why? Because it's more of a destructive survival response. So MCP will be more effective in rheumatoid arthritis 
compared to osteoarthritis, who would believe? You know, one is a degenerative, very slow, normal aging process. We just use the joint too much. The other one is inflamed, aggressive approach that what is autoimmunity is a part of our body attacking another part. That's classical imbalance survival. We feel it's that our body, part in the body is, is an enemy. And it, it, I don't want to go and take the time. I, I give these analogies about the 50 trillion cells and the harmony between the cells, but it's a cell that feels threatened and decides to attack. And so in this sense, uh, MCP is key in autoimmunity, in lupus, in uh, Crohn's, in, in every disease, but in, in rheumatoid arthritis, very, very important. So when you start taking Pectisol, so let's go into the product for a minute. So I have it here because um, your office had sent me one, which I was very excited to learn about and try it. It's a powder and it tastes amazing. I love the taste of it. I actually look forward to tasting it. So I just started um, in all transparency. I just started it a couple of days ago. So it's newer for me because I wanted to do it closer to our interview so that I can a talk about my experience with it. But then also perhaps we can do another interview in a, you know, in a little while down the road. So I could tell you what I'm actually seeing from it because I love to do my, my end of one and to love to do my own research. So it's a powder and it has a scoop and you put it into water. So I've just been putting it into water and then drinking it and it tastes great. So I know that you're supposed to do it on an empty stomach because I was reading the package. So to get the most benefits, but if you could explain to us, you know, the dosage, best way to take it, and then what we can expect to see from it, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to use the opportunity again, and I'm going to show this. Okay, so the uh, so the uh, so MCP pectosol is available in uh, in powder, you know, a lime taste like you're trying with with uh, stevia or blend or, or no taste in capsules in chewables for children. So there is an active phase and there is a maintenance phase. So usually the basis is if you are very healthy and you died like you're under forty no health problems, haven't met such a person, but if there is, you take only five grams a day. But it's good for everybody, at least for a short time, to go with a full dose, which is 15 grams. So one and a half scoops twice a day. If you use a powder, which is the easiest and the cheapest, you put the powder in, in, the, in, in a cup, you add a tiny bit of regular water and then hot water. So it's like pretty hot and you don't touch it for three, four minutes, let the water absorb into the pectosol. Then you mix well, you add regular water, so it's a little bit, tiny bit lukewarm, and you drink it. Empty stomach is not critical. It's enough 15 minutes before meals or an hour after meal. You don't need a long time before a meal because it gets absorbed very, very quickly. So basically, the active dose for toxic removal, heavy metals, etc., is 7.5 grams a day, maintenance 5 grams, 15 grams a day. For neurological support, you have to you go to the full dose of 15 grams a day, and maintenance is 10 grams a day, so twice a day. We used to do it three times a day, but it's more practical twice a day. For digestive support, again, similar dosages. It really helps with the biofilm, with regulating the gut, and for immune support, is it is it is similar dose. If you do a blood test and you find out that your galactin 3 is very high. And very high is not what you're going to get from the lab because the standards in the labs, over 17.8 being high, 
It's based on manual testing that was done 12 years ago. Now it's automated, the numbers are lower, and it's based on patients with heart disease, where there's also kidney disease that don't excrete galactin-3. So anything above 14, for me, is quite high, even about 12. But if you are like above 17, 18, especially if you have a health issue, go up to 20 grams a day. 10 grams twice a day, at least until you get better. The only time not to go very high is you have a very advanced kidney disease. For people who have it, very few, your EGFR is under 20, which means you can't get, you can't get rid of potassium and sodium, which are naturally present in, 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 in the fiber. So that's the only time. And then you may find that your galactin-3 is not going down. It's not supposed to go down. What it does is it blocks the damaging effect. Now, as your inflammation gets better, your levels are gonna go down. So, so that's a little, a little bit about how to do the dosing. I Let me know if I wasn't, so you can either do uh, 7.5 grams. I mean, I for me, capsules are easy. I just take nine capsules, throw them in the mouth twice a day and I'm done. Well, I actually like it as a drink because well, I wasn't doing the warm waters because I, I never like to put warm water unless you tell me to just right. because I always think it might destroy the nutrients. But right. in this case, it obviously doesn't, right. which is great to know. So it, it is could be even like a nice soothing it is. drink, Definitely. right? Like I actually, yeah. I love the taste. Like I said, it tastes really good. So right. um, yeah, and you don't have to do warm it only if you feel like certain people, they have certain water in their home that are dissolving a little bit harder. So you want to wait, but if you can do it with regular temperature water, it's the best. Okay. In terms of side effects. So our, I'm going to tell you my experience in the few days that I've been doing it, yeah. what I've noticed, and I'm a nutritionist. So I, <laughs> my favorite things to talk about are stool and, um, you know, poop. That's because as a nutritionist, that's what we love to talk about. My kids laugh at me all the time, but it's true. What I've noticed is that it actually softens the stool. Talk about that. Right. So the softening is for two reasons. One is that it does have electrolyte, it's this buffering agent. So it has potassium and sodium at a ratio of four to one, which is a very healthy ratio, four parts of potassium to one of sodium. So it a little bit can soften. For people who have sensitive gut for a few days, they can have a little bit of bloating that will go away. So you can start with five grams and build. But the softening is also for from a better movement of, of, of the bowels, you know, for people with constipation, because it is... If it is a proven prebiotic. We have, I think, four or six papers with the USDA showing that it's a potent prebiotic. It enhances the growth of like lactobacillus, for example, and it will enhance the antibiotic effects against damaging bacteria. When you take, actually, when, you, when somebody has to take antimicrobials, uh, using MCP will make the treatment more effective. So that's part of its gut effect. And it does it also through regulating the biofilm because the biofilm structure is galactin-3 and all the, all the toxic stuff sits on it. So that's why, that's why it can get certain treatments to be more effective because we are exposing the problematic areas. So, and it will reduce inflammation in the gut. Uh, while it's getting absorbed. So yeah, so this is why definitely it's it definitely helped with these tools. Are there any side effects from taking it? No, you know, it's 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 a it's a highly sophisticated fiber, so it's really safe. We've never had there really, I mean we've you know we've done studies on congestive heart failure. 
We have done studies with uh, metast- with prostate cancer patients. It's very well tolerated. Okay. It's very well tolerated. And are there interactions for any type of medications that people who are on certain things shouldn't take it? So actually, no. I mean, because even it, it really can't bind to a medication because it really gets absorbed, so it doesn't matter. Okay. You take it on an empty stomach. It All these ideas that you can't take, so let's say people who take statin drugs and not take them with citrus, you know, with like with like a grape juice, it has nothing to do with, with the MCP. MCP is a fiber. It doesn't affect P450, the cytochrome P450. So it's not a problem. It doesn't interact. Very safe. And for those of you who are not familiar with the term, Dr. Elias used the term prebiotics. So prebiotics are food for the probiotics, for the good bacteria in our gut, just right. to clarify that. Right. Um, so what, if for those who are listening right now and say, well, you know what? Because if they, you know, they've been listening to me for a while, they know that I talk about making sure that we get enough fiber in our diet. You keep mentioning that pectisol is a fiber. Would it count towards your daily fiber intake? It's a good question. It will count until it gets absorbed. So it will count, and nothing gets 100% absorbed. So it will count for its effect on the small intestine. But eventually it will get absorbed. So you can still use regular fiber to get more, you know, you know, a large intestine benefit. So, and you can use it, it's not a problem. And it's safe for long-term use, obviously. Oh, completely. People, uh, see, pectin in general have, have the quality of thinning the middle layer of arteries. And that's where arterial sclerosis is developing. So from all the fibers, pectin is the most effective, but they don't get absorbed. Well, pectosol gets absorbed. And that's why we have probably 20 or close to maybe to 30 different animal models showing that when you produce stenosis, narrowing of the aorta in animals, the main artery, when you produce kidney damage, when you produce liver damage, when you give the, in the model MCP, you reverse the damage. Mm. And we've shown now in very important papers, I've shown that animals where we produce sepsis, if we give them the MCP before, we attenuate the damage of sepsis, the kidney damage, and we reduce mortality from over 60% to 20%. And patients who come to the ICU with sepsis without pre-existing conditions, the level of galactin-3 time of admission will determine who's going to die later. Dr. Elias, is there anything that we didn't talk today that you feel is important to mention before we end the interview today? No, I think within what we wanted to talk about, I think we covered a lot of ground. And also because you really, you know, you asked me the right question. It's easy to go off, especially when you, when in my, I've done so many different things. So I think, yeah, I think that what I wanted maybe to summarize is that we are introducing, we discussed a very big concept, the survival paradox, which really affects the quality and quantity of our life. And we today we focused more from a nutritional point of view on a biochemical solution, which is so safe. It's really from the citrus fruit. It doesn't, it can get more much more natural than this, you know. Yeah. In no. this sense, uh, it's really, it's really something that should be a part of everyone's supplement program. And I think that you know, often a lot of my colleagues, so a lot of my colleagues, which I don't know have been following my work for decades. And now that I, I interview with them, oh my God, I've been using this. But a lot of them have been telling me, look, you are the best kept secret in town. 
So I really want to change it now because it's sitting on decades of studies and research and clinical work. It's not like, you know, it's it's almost 40 years of working on this stuff. So it's a lot. How much research you said, you said earlier that it's based on a lot of research. How many, um, how many papers? How so many... Pictosol has about 80, 80 published papers. That's remarkable. Mm. And more and more are coming out all the time. Wow. It's incredible. And actually, just before we go, because you're a mind-body specialist, how important, and, and I, again, something I talk about to the women who follow me in perimenopause and menopause here at Morphis, but I want to hear it from you. How important is that whole, is the whole mind-body approach to feeling well, to health and wellness? The mind-body approach is really what makes the biggest shift. And uh, as I mentioned, when I say I'm trained in it, it uh, means that for 10 years I've spent, I started meditating at age 15, so it's you no know, over 45 years. But for 10 years, I spent half a day meditating, early morning to noon, and then I would work. And one, we live in kind of in nature. One night a week, I would sleep in the forest in, in my cabin. Wow, and two to three months a year for 20 years, I would go to the mountains to meditate on my own. So I spend a few hours meditating. So survival paradox in this open heart medicine is a reflection of it. So in my retreats, where we create the right environment, the right food, and exercise like Qigong and yoga, and... I teach meditation. It's profound, the level of health benefits for chronic diseases and, and a lot of women's related health. So the one thing as we age, as we become more inflamed, as our circulation is not in good, we get more, things get more sticky, right? We get higher cholesterol, things, we get tumors, we get... So in this sense, the more spacious we are, the healthier we are. And that's why there's so much research about the healing power of love and compassion. The electromagnetic field of the heart is 100 times bigger than the brain. It reaches not only every cell in our body, but also people around us. In fact, you can listen to an interview like this, and if you connect with someone and you can feel them coming from the heart, it affects you, right? You can feel there is an effect. And... So this is something we want to carry for ourselves and for others, because we are interdependent. We have, each of us has been made from endless number of people. If there are two parents every 25 years, in 1500 years, it's an infinite number. So we are all interconnected. We all had a parent one day in the past. There's no, it's impossible mathematically for this not to happen. Some of us like from the same ethnic background may have had millions of parents over the last 5,000 years or connected people or siblings. So when we get this interconnectedness, we work in harmony with the outside world, which we sure need, right? And we also work with it internally within our 50 trillion cells. And then we get less diseases. So very important. And women, women's wisdom has it. Men are not good at it. Men naturally testosterone is more dominant, they fight. Women are more about communication and nourishment. So when comes menopause, it's a major shift for women because it's very sudden, right? So connecting with, so that's really, as the body changes, the wisdom increases. And it's really, as we age, we got to look at ages as a process of gaining wisdom. I mean, yes. that's how I feel, you know? I'm almost at my best. 
<laughs> in a few years, I'll be there. So, yeah, in my body, in one level, it's not the same. In one level, I'm maybe in better shape, but I've been in decades. But it's really connecting with the heart. So we either have a choice to age, not only gracefully, but to make more of our life, or to just get attached to symptoms and complaints and spiral down. And for women, it's challenging because it's very sudden, you know, it's very sudden. There is estrogen, there is no estrogen. It's a yeah. big shift. So in this sense, it's key. And most people who come to retreat, 80% are women. And they do so well. It's like, women have this wisdom. Any, I mean, men who haven't figured it out are really in trouble. Women have a certain wisdom and insight that is the feminine principle that is in a male person also. And the connection with it is so profound and we need it so much. We, The earth, the environment, what is fire? What is this global warming? Everything is on fire. You know, everything is in, in struggle. There's not enough nourishment. The earth is getting weak. So women are going to play a role. And like in all my, all my enterprises, always the CEO is a woman. Always. I mean, it, it really it saves me. Now, I'm smart. I recognize it, you know. I do it, but... <laughs> I love it. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And I look at Pectisol as another tool in our toolbox to help right. us feel better as we go into this phase of life. And I'm also a big believer as to who's behind the product. Yeah. And, you know, obviously this is your product and I thank you for doing what you do. And I love your energy and thank you for being so open with us. And thank you for ending the interview on such a beautiful note. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Elias as much as I did. If you want to try his products, including Pectisol, we put a link in the show notes below. Please share this video because the more you share shows you care and the more women in perimenopause and menopause we can reach and help to educate. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. And remember, you got this.